you kick down walls and anyone who tells you you can't you take your fears your insecurities your worries you roll them all up into a ball you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up that candy pick your goal and stick fucking to it you wishy-washy motherfuckers i can't fucking stand you I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I need the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. And he kill it while you sitting down, bitch, about how I triple my fan base Man, worth bench, can't say there's worse, bitch Do something, fuck it, I prove something Don't switch up, shit, I'm in your best first, bitch Live Fit Podcast, I'm your host and fitness and founder and CEO, Ryan Buckeye Those of you who knew this podcast was coming, I know a lot of you were excited about it I received a lot of questions via DMs, a lot of comments on the post we made Many of you maybe had no idea that this was coming And, uh in reality, the title to the podcast, I think, maybe made you click on it. Um, and, and honestly, you know, I, I've, I've, I've tried to re- record this podcast a couple times. And I just didn't know if I was ready. I didn't know if it was the right message to put out there. I wasn't sure how to talk about it or even if I should talk about it. Because many people involved in my life said, Ryan, you don't owe anybody a goddamn thing. And, um, you know, the title of this podcast is I Don't Owe Anybody a goddamn thing. You know, I don't want anybody a fucking thing. I don't want anybody anything at all. But I launched this platform three and a half years ago with the promise to be authentic, with the promise to be honest, with the promise to be transparent. And I am literally about everything in my life except for this one big uh, chapter, this one big, I, I don't know, what, I wouldn't call it a roadblock, but just like this one big fucking event in my life, and that has been um, pretty much 2019 to 2020, and uh, I think it's time to, to, to talk about it, because I have a platform in which I think I can help people, and for me is, like, listen, if I can, and I said this in my social media post, if I can tell my story, and if I'm able to help just one person, touch one person that helps improve their life, then we win, then we've won, then this whole podcast has been worth it. This podcast for me could be therapeutic as well, talking about everything that went on in my life. But let's be real. Unless you live under a rock, anybody who follows Fitness Informant and follows my life knows that things changed this year, and they changed a lot. And I'm going to talk about something today on the podcast that isn't necessarily a topic that is talked about nearly enough. And if it is, a lot of people might pay attention or they might just ignore it. But today we talk about mental health and depression and struggling with happiness because that was me. That was Mr. Fitness Informant himself. So while many of you watched my life through the lens of social media, thinking that I had all my shit together, thinking that I had this whole dream life, you need to realize that this dream life that I was living, it hurt a lot of people. It ended relationships. It changed me as a person. And that's what I want to use this platform today to talk about. And I'm going to talk about everything from, you know, entrepreneurship and how that contributed 
to my overall depression and my overall unhappiness. That's not to say like I'm unhappy with fitness informant. I'm unhappy with fitness. That's not at all what I'm saying. But you guys will understand as you listen to this podcast, as you understand my way of life a little bit more, how it took a toll on me and how at the end of the day, as much as everybody in the world wants to pretty much be Superman, you can't be. You can't be Superman every fucking day of, the, of your life because if you are, then you are going to you're, you're going to alienate people close to you. You're going to fuck things up. And honestly, that's exactly what I did. I fucked up a lot of things uh, in my life. My life changed. But I will say this as going into this podcast, most of you may know this now. Uh, I am no longer in this position. So I'm going to talk today about my struggle with depression, how I kept it to myself. Uh, but know this. It's August 2020, and if you're watching via YouTube, you can see on the refrigerator behind me a a photo of an ultrasound. I'm no longer unhappy. In fact, I am the happiest I have been in my entire life, my adult life, my child life, my whole life. And uh, I want to talk about that because every story that has, you know, context to it or depth to it, like mine does, um, know that there, there is light at the end of the tunnel or there can be. And you can seek out happiness and seek out what you want uh, if you stick with it. So take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about this story. I'm going to be extremely vulnerable. So um, I don't have a chronological order of things I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to spit. And uh, again, I hope it resonates with at least one of you listening or watching. And we can help you uh, in any way that we possibly can. This is your personal invitation to the Redcon 1 Alpha Team, our new exclusive subscription program. Enjoy members-only access to the Alpha Team Apparel Collection, priority customer service privileges, early shopping on major deals, exclusive flavor selections, and a whole lot more. This is your opportunity to become a Redcon 1 VIP. There's limited spots available, so go to redcon1.com and sign up today.
back talking about a topic that um, I haven't really talked about with many people. So uh, I, this morning I worked out and I did legs and the entire workout I'm thinking like what am I going to say? How am I going to articulate how to do this correctly? And, and I've, as I mentioned on the opening, I have tried to record this podcast uh, a multitude of times, but I think it's important that we talk about it. And you know, we talk. It, the platform is called Fitness Informant, but I think the term fitness has many different things that contribute to it, right? Uh, if you think of fitness as like an octopus and, and the eight arms, there's a ton of arms to fitness. Physical, obviously, is what we talk about a lot, but mental fitness and emotional fitness and being, you know, fit in those areas is equally, if not more important than your physical fitness because anxiety and stress and depression, man, you know, that leads to some shit. You know, we talk about all the time how obesity leads to heart disease and and can lead to, um, you know, diabetes and obviously dying way too soon. So can stress and depression. I mean, the amount of suicides in this country alone, but, you know, across the world from mental health, it's way too high. And it's a topic in which is discussed a lot outside of maybe our industry. In our industry, I will say this. In the fitness industry, I think we struggle with mental health more than we talk about. And I brought it up last week with Sean Clarita. And I brought it up because I've struggled with it. And I've struggled with it hard. And it's not body dysmorphia. You know, I, didn't, I, I wasn't mentally fucked because I wasn't happy with the way I looked. I was mentally fucked because I, was, I wasn't happy with how I felt I just wasn't happy. I started Fitness Informant in October of 2016. And I knew at that time I wanted Fitness Informant to be the premier media outlet for all things dietary supplements and fitness. And I knew to get there I would have to work my ass off. 2016, I have no kids. I'm married. I have a house. Am I happy? Questionable. I don't necessarily know if I've ever been truly happy in my life. I was telling Danielle the other day, there are moments in my life which I can remember where I felt a sense of true happiness, true joy. The first was when I got accepted into college. And that is because none of my family members went to college. They've all basically ended up back home in trouble with the law. I knew by getting into college and I knew my work ethic that I could become something. I could do something with my life. So I got in the University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. Happy moment. And these are moments in, in my quote-unquote adult life. I, you know, I can't, you know, I'm sure I had a bunch of joy going to Disney and all that stuff as a kid, but I'm talking about in my adult life. The second happy moment that I can truly remember is the day my daughter was born. And the first time we had skin to skin, I looked down at this little human being and realized I brought life into this world. Now, that's crazy. People are like, well, what about the, the time that you found out that you were pregnant? Well, if you guys have listened to my TRT episode, which was episode uh, that I've been the most vulnerable, probably tell this one, I told you that we had lost our first child due to a miscarriage. So it was, you know, even when I was told then, when I was told we were pregnant with, with that child that, that obviously, you know, didn't come to fruition, um, I was excited, but I think, um, you know, my, my ex at that time and I, I think we just always had communication issues and it just was never a sense of of true happiness more a sense of of contentment um and that's nothing against her at all that's that's all me I, I I think when I got involved in that relationship at the age of 21 I was seeking a partnership because I was tired of being alone 
which I think is what a lot of people in this world do. They seek partnership because they're tired of being alone, and sometimes they jump at the first thing that comes by. Now, you can call it settling if you want, but I mean, obviously, that relationship, um, you know, there was love there. There was love there. There was sense of joy and happiness within that relationship, but I, I don't ever think I was truly 100% happy. And that takes a toll on somebody, right? But I think I'm not alone when I say that. And that's tough to say that because I don't want people to think like it was something that she did because it wasn't. It was, this was all me. And, you know, the, the, when my daughter was born, um, that sense of happiness, I truly remember it and that, that sense of joy. And that day um, when that happened, I, I would have loved for that to be sort of the spark that reinvigorated the fire that I had with my ex to, to help that relationship. Um, and ultimately for the first couple of weeks, sure it did. And I'll get back to that. And then the third, I think, um, sense of true happiness, and you guys know um, her because she's been on the channel, but the day that Danielle and I decided to move forward with our relationship. And, um, you know, I will end the podcast with, with that. But you look at me through the lens of social media and you see what I put out there. And I try to put out there everything. But the days in which I struggled and the days in which I was sad or the days in which I would cope with my depression in ways that you shouldn't cope with, I wasn't putting that out on social media. So let's go back. Let's go back to this last year. Um, you know, my, my ex and I had spent 11 years together. We were married four. And we always bickered in our relationship. There was always arguments. We've always disagreed. And we kind of just buried it and moved on. And I just thought, you know, that's a sense of normal. And, and this is just part of marriage. Marriage is hard. Um, if you guys and girls out there are listening and you're married, you probably know that. And you can probably attest to how actual hard marriage. I just went to a wedding this last weekend, and the pastor was like, marriage is hard. Love takes work. And it does. And trust me, this is not a love or relationship advice episode whatsoever. But I was not happy. And I think I wasn't happy in my relationship. Um, what scared me more than anything was the word content. I, didn't, I never was okay with being content. I always wanted more. And that can really fuck with you. And I think that was a big part of leading my depression as well. Because think about as I grew Fitness Informant, as I grew this platform, it was never enough for me. And I, I remember um, having these conversations with my ex, and she would tell me that all the time. Like, it's, nothing's ever good enough for you, Ryan. She was right. Nothing was ever good enough for me. And I don't want to sit here and say and lie to you and say, well, that includes her, because maybe that was. Maybe that's why our relationship didn't work. Maybe it was never good enough for me. But it was to the point where things weren't good enough for me that it was impacting my life. And let's start first with Fitness Informant. I put so much into this platform, so much of me into this platform that I started to alienate those around me. Case in point, I mean, the proof is there, my ex-wife. I alienated her, I alienated my family, I didn't spend enough time at home, I did not spend enough time involved in that relationship, which what that did was pull me away, and we started to disconnect, and we didn't connect on an emotional level, we didn't have communication with each other, because quite frankly, fitness and, and supplements weren't that of interest to her, um, and what she did it was not that much of an interest for me. So I'd spend more of my time, and the more and more I became quote-unquote unhappy, the more and more time I'd bury my face in the computer and do more and more work because, God damn it, I had to build fitness informant. I had to build this. 
I didn't want to work full time my whole fucking life for somebody telling me what you know, making them millions of dollars off of my hard work while they're paying me hundreds of thousands of dollars. I thought to myself, why can't I? Why can't I go out and make millions of dollars? Why can't I go out and create something and do it? And I would hustle and I would spend nights and weekends working on Fitness Informant and trying to grow the platform. And I remember distinctively the moment that I decided to walk away from corporate America and do Fitness Informant full time. It was an unhappy moment in the household because uh, for me it was like I wanted to be happy about it, but then I had the anxiety and the stress about trying to pull in an income that was equivalent, if not greater, to what I was currently making in corporate America. So what does that mean? As you can probably tell, it means work more, Ryan. They say as an entrepreneur, you decide to quit a 40-hour-a-week work job to work 80. And in my case, it was 100. Constant work. Up at 4 a.m., go to the gym, come home, bury myself in the computer, work until 5, spend some time with my daughter. She goes to bed, I go back to work, spend zero time with my ex-wife. So when you ask me why my, my, why my marriage failed, I would... Will, with 100% confidence, say, because of me. It was my fault. It was never a fault of hers. But at the same time, I don't think I was ever all in. And that's a tough place to be in. But your relationships at home play such a, an important part in your overall mental well-being. And when your relationship at home, or whatever it might be, isn't where you want it to be or what you want it to be, it's going to fuck with you. And I distinctively remember last summer in 2019 just sitting there thinking, breathing heavy, and be like, you know, if it wasn't for the Olympia and it wasn't for Fitness Informant, I would be fucking miserable. But honestly, Fitness Informant is kind of what made me be miserable because I worked so fucking hard and took me away from what was supposed to be important in my life. I lost my way. And, you know, the, the, the question is, well, did you, did you see a therapist, Ryan? Did you go see a therapist? The answer is yes, I saw a therapist. But mu much like many people suffering from depression, the last thing you want to do is admit to somebody that you have a problem, that you are emotionally weak, that you cannot control the way you feel, and that you feel like shit. So to that therapist, when he's asking me these questions, I tell him what he wants to hear. Funny, right? From a guy who built a business based on no bullshit. I bullshat my way through the therapeutic sessions. I bullshat my way through these sessions in order to not be medically diagnosed with depression. So what he diagnosed me with? Eh, stress and anxiety. That's, that's, that's about right, right? I'm running a business. But I was depressed. I was sad. I was sad that my relationship was failing. I was sad that I was failing at something in life, and I felt like a fucking loser. I'll be completely honest with you. I felt like a fucking loser. And I was in a spot where um, I, I was never in a spot. Let me say this. I was never in a spot, a dark place, in which I ever wanted to harm myself or somebody else. That was never, ever um, any idea, thought, anything like that. Nor would it ever be. And for a long time in my life, I would look at people who committed suicide and I would think, well, that's a selfish thing to do. You have loved ones. You have friends and family members. And you're taking your own life. That's, that's the easy way out. That's a selfish fucking thing to do. And when I was at my lowest point last year, no, I didn't think about it. But now I kind of understood maybe why they do it. And I'm not condoning it. I don't, I don't think it's right. I don't think you should ever consider that. If you are struggling with depression or anger or anxiety and you're having those thoughts, you need to talk to somebody. And you should talk to somebody even before those thoughts come to mind. 
I didn't talk to anybody. And the person I talked to was based on the request of my ex-wife. And I said, like, I, again, I, I bullshat my way through the process. So, no, I, I wasn't medically diagnosed with depression. But you don't need to be medically diagnosed with depression to know that you're fucking depressed. So I'd put a smile on. I'd put a face on for the camera on Instagram and say, hey, oh, one sip. You all know the rules. And I'd do an energy drink taste test. And my stock would rise. People would look at Fitness Informer and say, Ryan, Ryan's doing the right thing here. And I tried hard, man. And I did. And that was an outlet for me. Fitness Informer was an outlet for me to be happy. To take my mind off the shit that was going on at home. To take my mind off the shit of unhappiness. Fitness Informer was one of those outlets. The other outlet was the gym. Uh, the gym was my medication. I would go to the gym. I'd work hard. Now, now, for those of you who remember, think back to last year. What was I doing? I was on contest prep from August until March of 2020. That whole time I was on contest prep, I was depressed. I was down in the fucking dumps. I was going through a divorce. Can you imagine going through, going through what contest prep is and having to deal with all that personal drama bullshit at home? I did. I went through it, so it probably wasn't the best thing ever. And honestly, when the divorce happened, I filmed the video, and it's on my computer, about the divorce. But I didn't post it. I couldn't post it. It was supposed to be saved for the documentary, which never came out. So maybe it will be something I post in the future, but yeah, I mean, spoiler, I got divorced. I'm a statistic. That's what depression did to me. That's what, that's what me... Devoting all my time to building this platform, alienating my family, leading me to be unhappy and disconnected from them, and ultimately leaving to where I am today. So do I blame Fitness Informant for my unhappiness? Do I blame Fitness Informant for my marriage? No, I blame me. I am Fitness Informant. I'm to blame for the failure of my marriage. I'm to blame for being unhappy because I'm the one that didn't speak up. And when I spoke up about being unhappy, it was too late. So not only did I see a therapist, not only did we go to couples therapy, I was already checked out. I had, I had been checked out, and I think, you know, even before all this stuff happened, I think I was checked out. Maybe I was checked out before I even got into it, honestly. And the reason why I bring this up is not to divulge dirty laundry, but I know many of you people listening or watching at home have relationships and you're struggling and you're having a hard time and you're, you're not sure what to do. And with the popularity of social media, it's so easy to be swayed to do something you shouldn't, to be swayed to do something um, that's frowned upon. And then in my life and in my relationship, I will be the first to admit I was not perfect. And one of the ways in which I would cope with my unhappiness was to be an asshole. Bachelor parties, guys weekends, those are the things that I looked forward to. I couldn't wait to get away. I couldn't wait to go with the boys. I couldn't wait to go out and show off this body I built and hang with the boys and be the perfect wingman ever. Except for my version of wingman was also to, to talk more. And, you know, we would, we would talk to women and, you know, they obviously would be into me. And, and although I wouldn't do anything, uh, I would... I would flirt. I would do the things that you aren't supposed to do. So some people turn to drugs, alcohol, sex as their mechanism to cope with depression. Um, I turn to fun. 
I turned to the gym. I turned to fitness informant. But I will not say that. I, I will be the first to say that I was not a good husband. I was not a good person. And I didn't like the person that I was. And I think that's really, really what drove me to ultimately be as depressed as I was. Because I fucking, I hated the person I saw in the mirror. Growing up, I never thought I wanted to, I, I didn't say like, this is who I want to be. I want to be um, this guy who is committed over here, but over here he's just like free spirit and does whatever the fuck he wants. I didn't want to do that. I couldn't, you know, I'd watch these fucking TV shows and Hollywood shows and see these love stories, and I'd always look at that and say, that is complete and utter bullshit. That doesn't exist in the real world. Monogamy does not exist in the real world. And jealousy and social media and all these things contribute to driving you fucking insane. Scroll through Instagram. See the amount of self-love photos that men and women post. And if those men and women are involved in relationships, can you imagine? We live in a world in which we're surrounded by this shit. And it scares me. It scares me because I have a daughter. It scares me because I have another child on the way. But I was, I was involved in that. I was part of that. I got DMs from, from people. I DM'd people. I liked the, the, uh, the idea of feeling wanted because I didn't feel wanted at home. So you seek it out elsewhere, not in terms of actually doing something, but you want that attention. You weren't getting attention at home. Why? Because I wasn't giving the attention back. I wasn't doing that. So I was struggling. And Fitness Informant was my full-time thing, and I was making good money, and yet it still wasn't good enough because there was something missing in my life. And I, I, I know what was missing. It was, and this is going to sound weird, I'm a big, big bodybuilder dude, but what was missing from my life was that ultimate partner of true love. I had a partner, but I don't think there was true love there. I feel like I, was, I, I, I appreciated her, I respected her, I cared about her, I loved her. But I, I wasn't, it wasn't that Hollywood love story. It wasn't that spark. That spark in our relationship that maybe we had once upon a time was gone. And it killed me. It killed me. It took such a toll on me that instead of trying to take time to fix it, instead of trying to take time to devote more of my attention to my family, I devoted it more to my work. And it just came to a head. You know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was hard. It was super hard to go through that and to go through a divorce and to go through, um, you know, seeing my daughter every single day to not being able to see her every single day. I see my daughter on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, and every other weekend. She's with her mom. We, we do share custody 50-50. But I don't get to wake up next to her every single day. I don't get to wake her up out of bed. I don't get to hear her say daddy every day like I should. And the reason is I took a leap, and it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life, was to leave home. Things got so bad, and we tried to fix it with couples therapy. It didn't, it didn't work, and it was me, 100% me, nothing on her in terms of, like, she tried, she wanted this to work, and quite frankly, I just didn't, and it wasn't like I knew I had something else out there. It wasn't, I had no fucking idea what I was going to do, where I was going to go. I had no plan. 
I had a business that I knew I had to continue to run through all this. I didn't have time to sit here and say, who, boo, 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 feel bad for me. I don't want anybody feeling bad for me. I was in a dark place because I wasn't happy in my relationship at home, and therefore it led to me um, devoting more of my time into my business, into the gym, and not enough time back home to fix the fucking problem. That's me. And I've said since day one, since my relationship ended, I will be the first to admit that I was the one in the wrong. I was the one that caused this to, to fail. Nobody else but me. And in January, when I ultimately left, I was, I was lost, guys. I, uh, I went to an Airbnb for a while, and um, it, I, the place that I'm at now was, was part of the Airbnb. Then I went across the street to another Airbnb for like a month, uh, and I ultimately came back to this place because I liked it. But I didn't have family. I didn't have many friends, uh, true friends, in the area to help me through that. And there were, there were two pe- three people in my life that really stepped up and helped me through uh, what I was going through. One, one person's name is Matt Stewart. He is um, one of the best friends a guy could ask for. He's a brother in arms. He is uh, the, he's the officiant at my wedding in December, but he was amazing. He was the guy who let me sleep on his couch. He was there for me. He encouraged me to find and seek happiness, and, and he encouraged me to make the decision that whatever decision I was going to make um, should be the one that's going to make me the happiest. And I knew that I could have stayed and fixed things for my daughter, but I ultimately knew that me being happy would make me be a better father than me just settling and being unhappy just to make sure the family stayed together. I'm not happy I'm a fucking statistic. Jesus, no, not at all. A divorce is not okay. I'm not going to come out here and say it, 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 it's okay. Like when you make that commitment in front of somebody, your family and friends, you should keep that commitment. But ultimately, if, it's, if you're unhappy and these things aren't going to work and you're not in a good place, then, then, then it, do your thing, Okay. But if you make that commitment, you should at least try. And I did. We, we went to the couples therapy, and I just, I just knew it was, it was over. And Matt knew it was over. And Matt helped me through that time. Another person uh, in my life at that time that really helped me was my coach, Adam Biesick. Um, Adam has struggled with mental health issues as well and depression. And he's talked a little bit about it here and there on his social platform. But, you know, we'd get lunch together. And I would tell him, um, you know, even while I was still married, we were going through struggles, and Adam would be a person that I would turn to for help. And that's step one. When you're struggling, you need to be able to tell somebody, be comfortable telling somebody that you're struggling. Because when you hold in all those feelings, that's when it builds up. And that's when things get fucked. I just built a brand new fucking house, right? You guys remember this? Brand new $700,000 house. It was massive. It was beautiful. Built from the ground up. I lived in it for three months. And then I was gone. That's how crazy things were. You can't throw money at a situation. You can't put a baby on a situation to make something better. And the third person that helped me through things uh, was now my fiance and the future mother to my child, Danielle. And Danielle and I have been friends for now, as of this podcast, for a year and a half. We met at the gym, platonic relationship, had a lot of mutual interest in, my, in, in our lives. Danielle's from a small town. I'm from a small town. 
so as I'm struggling and going through a lot of the stuff in my life, um, you know, she was somebody that I was able to vent to and talk to um, as she was going through some shit in her life. And so we kind of bounced things off each other and we were there for each other. Um, and when I left in January, I didn't know that Danielle and I were going to be an item. I didn't know that we were going to be what we are today. And, um, you know, I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But ultimately, you know, the moral of this first part of this podcast is like everybody struggles sometimes, even when you think that they're in a good place, if they're struggling, you know, they don't necessarily show it. Like I, I guarantee a lot of you people out there didn't, didn't know I was struggling last year in the summer, building a brand new house. You probably are all thinking, man, he is living the dream. He's building a fucking massive house. He's married. He has a child. He has a business that's booming. Things are great. What appears on the surface is not always true. And when you reach out to somebody, a loved one, you say, Hey, how are you doing? Most of the times, if they're struggling, they're not going to tell you, okay? I didn't tell anybody. People are like, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just built this new house. Things are great because I didn't want to admit. People who are suffering from mental health and depression have a hard time admitting it because when they admit it and they say it out loud to them, it feels like they're admitting to being weak and nobody wants to be weak. So if you have somebody in your life that is struggling or if you're struggling it's okay to tell somebody. It's okay to stand up and say, I'm struggling. Because if you don't, what we see is the stories we don't want to see. The stories of Luke Sandow. Where at that point, it's too late. Mental health and depression are going to impact your physical fitness anyway. They're going to impact your sense of well-being, um, I can tell you now where I'm at, being as happy as I am, like my physical fitness has, has even improved because I have a lot less stress. So yes, newsflash, I got a divorce. I'm a statistic. I went through some shit earlier this year. You saw it in my backdrops. Every other week I had a different background in my videos. And you probably knew, but it's something I didn't talk about because I didn't feel like I needed to talk about. But divorce is real. It happens. Depression is real. It happens. What you need to do in your life is seek happiness. Now, I'm not telling you that if you're unhappy to divorce your significant other and move on. But seek happiness because you, you get one at bat in this life. You get one at bat. You can fight off those foul balls, okay? Those bad pitches, fight them off as a foul ball. But make sure you stay up there and give your chance to put one in play. And when you put one in play, whether it's a single, a double, a home run, it feels pretty fucking good. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about how it feels to hit a fucking home run. Strength isn't a slogan. You want to win this year? Yes, you What time is it? Game time! What time is it? Game time! It's not an image you find on billboards or the big screen. It's never been about any of that. It's all around you, in everyday moments, just waiting to be unleashed. Strength is the knowledge that inside you lies anything you've ever wanted to be. The confidence that your failures never define you. And the passion and purpose to drive beyond any limits placed upon you. When you call upon it, strength embraces you, challenges you, 
pulls you back up, no matter how many times you fall. It compels you to draw on courage, resilience, intensity, and hope, and expects your very best to help others find theirs. True strength demands you build more than muscle, not in pursuit of a personal best, but a better tomorrow for everyone. of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. shall we and this um, for me was never an actual prescription medication that I would get from you know Walgreens or CVS uh, but my medication to deal with what I was going through um, happened through partnership 
And honestly, you know, I was telling you guys about my last summer, my 2019, and just how, how tough it was for me emotionally. And, you know, having to bury my feelings to pretend I was happy, that was hard. And when I left in January and I walked out of that house, the house I had just built that fall before, I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing, who was going to be there with me. I didn't. That, to me, was rock bottom. I had hit rock bottom in January of 2020 and had nothing else happened in 2020. 2020 had been the worst fucking year of my life. Hands down. Hands down the worst year of my life. So I left in early January, didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go, didn't know who to turn to. And I mentioned there was a couple people in my life that were there for me, and I was still on prep in January. I was still on bodybuilding prep in January, doing my check-ins. And really, I think my contest prep was, was one of my senses of outlets to make me feel normal because it gave me something to focus on outside of the, the stuff I was going through. Because going through divorce is not easy. It's not fun. You are literally splitting up things that you had built together for 11 years. You're splitting up uh, a pet, a child. It's not easy. It's not fun. Not to mention, you literally just hurt somebody that you'd been with for 11 years. The person that you considered your best friend, they grew up. We grew up. You know, we grew up together. We started dating when we were 21 and 19. And unfortunately, as we grew up, we didn't grow old together. We grew apart, um, which sucks. But it happens. So you walk away from something you've known for 11 years, literally my pretty much whole adult life from 21 to 32, and you leave. You leave a brand new home. You leave your family. You leave with nothing, literally nothing. I didn't have furniture. I didn't have a bed. I had nothing. So as I mentioned in the opening, I went to an Airbnb, and uh, Adam, my coach, was there for me and helped me through things. Matt, my buddy, um, before he'd moved to Tampa, was there for me. And, you know, the girl that was, that is now um, the center of my life, Danielle, was, was there for me. And I mentioned that she was going through some of her own stuff. And we were there for each other. And we made a decision, because I was going to Florida at the end of January for Aaron Singerman's 40th birthday party. I was one of the few lucky people <laughs> that got invited to Aaron Singerman's 40th birthday party, and it was a hell of a birthday party. But I was in a place where I didn't want to go alone. I was in a bad place, like going to Florida by myself after leaving, um, not knowing who or what the fuck I am, who I, what I'm doing. And Danielle, um, you know, went with me. And again, those of you who know Danielle know, like, she was on the Fitness Informant platform last year. We were friends. She helped contribute. Um, so we have known each other for a while. We've been friends for a long time. And I will self-admit, like, I very much enjoyed conversation with Danielle. I very much enjoyed spending time with her in the gym. We work out. Like, she was a, just honestly, hands down, probably the coolest chick I've ever met in my life. And, um, you know, we, through, like, our platonic conversations, like, I gained a lot of appreciation for this girl. Small town, just like me. Hard work ethic. Smart. Driven. She's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. And, um, I, you know, I asked him, like, would you, you know, you could use a vacation as well. We both could use a vacation. We both have gone through some shit. Do you want to come to Miami with me in January for this, for this wedding? 
so we were talking and leading up to the trip, and um, you know, part of me was like, well, you know, I want to kind of come off cool uh, on this trip, so I rented a convertible, and uh, you know, we stayed in Miami, Boca, and then Fort Lauderdale, so three different nights in three different hotels. And we had the time of our life. Like, we had such a good time um, going to different gyms because we both love working out that all of the things in our life that was a burden to us and, and holding us down and making us feel unhappy um, were forgotten. That whole weekend, we just spent time together doing things that we both enjoyed. I was on prep. Sorry, Bisic. I had plenty of drinks. Um, you know, I had a great time at Aaron's birthday party. And what really, you know, I knew I cared about Danielle as a person for sure. And, um, you know, seeing her at Aaron's birthday party and conversing with Aaron and Brian Shaw and Blessing and Eric Hart and anybody and everybody who was there, without hesitation, um, I just, I, I knew at that point, like, this is a, this is a person that, that, it makes me smile, right? Like it just, it, it was, it was fun to watch. And, you know, I think she saw me in my element finally, um, you know, being there because I, I had forgotten all my troubles from home at this point. Like I was just like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to think about home. I want to, I want to live in the moment. I want to be here. I want to enjoy my time because God damn it, I need this bad. And she needed it too. And we had just a great time. And that is the trip in which I think we both um, agree that was like the trip that made us us. And so we had been helping each other through these hard times. So we knew, you know, what each of us were going through. And then we're in Miami spending time together. Um, and it was great. It was wonderful. It was actually a, a moment in my life in which I felt relaxed. I felt happy. And it kind of hit me. It's like, that's, that's what I've been missing my whole adult life. Like that's, you know, that's something that I hadn't felt before. And I fell in love with Danielle, and I know this, and this is going to sound weird for people listening, because, because I had this feeling that I never felt before. And my darkness went away. Like, spending time with her and being around her, that darkness had gone away. And she made me feel happy. She made me feel good. We smile. We laugh. We consistently talk. Um, and, and little by little, you know, as I... We, we advanced away from my situation and kind of getting all that stuff settled and done. We grew closer and closer and closer. Uh, and, and then, you know, she started basically, I mean, she, she basically started living with me earlier in the year because of COVID and, and not be able to go home. And so we were at that point forced into a situation to spend a lot of time together. And in the past, I would hate that. Like I would hate being next to somebody, the same person over and over and over again, but not her. Like I loved it. I still love it. And it was great because she wanted to take an active role on in Fitness Informant. She, she was genuinely interested in what I was interested in, so we had that connection. And again, now this is later in life when I've grown up and I've understood who I am as a person and what I want. She's grown up. She understands what she wants. And it ultimately ended up being um, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So when I started this podcast saying, like, I'm no longer in the place I was a year ago, my personal relationships a year ago led me to be miserable and depressed because I had just worked so hard that I alienated. Like, I don't have to go through all that again, right? But I just wasn't happy at home. And here I am in 2020. Um, I'm engaged to be married at the end of the year. Danielle and I are building a house together. 
And we just recently found out that we're having a baby. And I have been somebody who I, I would, I'm not atheist by any means, but my, my, my sense of faith has been weakened over the years from college to certain things that have happened in my life. Um, one of my best friends lost his younger brother in a car accident. I've just seen things that really tested my faith and, and had me questioning a lot of things. But there's one thing that I can definitely say, like my faith was definitely strengthened by meeting Danielle because God decided to put her and I in the same place at the same time for a reason. And at that time, we didn't know what that reason was. But now her and I, we both can look back and say, okay, that happened. So we were there for each other to help each other through the hard times and to be together through the good times. And I sit here, you know, building this house and, and being with her and having her involved in, in fitness informant and we creating Fit Butters. And everybody now is complaining about how awful 2020 is. And I would agree with you. If my year would have been just how it started in January, then I would say, yes, this is just a fucking awful year. Can we throw it away? But what was awful led to what was great. And the moral here is sometimes you have to make those tough decisions in life. You have to make the hardest decision of your life, which was, for me, leaving in order to find true happiness. Because if you really want to be fit, if fitness is truly fucking important to you, you need to be fit physically, mentally, and emotionally. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. And I did. I struggled. It got to the point where physical fitness, lifting weights and stuff, almost wasn't enough anymore to, to, to make me feel good. And I sit back and I, and, and I can honestly say, like, I... I feel bad about a lot of things in my life. And I, I wish, you know, for the longest time that I wasn't the person that I was. But I know now, like, I'm, I'm in a different place in life. I'm a different person now. I am just excited and, and I'm, I'm honored every day to be able to wake up in my bed next to my lovely fiancé and my future baby, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a privilege. It's just, it's remarkable how different I feel today than then. And if you're struggling and you're having a hard time with depression and mental health, like, you, you need to tell somebody, you need to talk with somebody, you need to, need to actively take a role into making it better. And for me, I was talking to people but not telling them the truth. I wasn't taking an active role. And my active role was having to hurt somebody, which I'm not proud of, um, and to leave into in a world of unknowns to find happiness. And for me, happiness was right underneath my nose in Danielle. And that's, that's not, that, it's not like that for everybody. Not everybody has that. Um, I thank God every single day for her. And, um, and this is coming from somebody who hadn't prayed in years, hadn't turned to God, hadn't, had strong faith, didn't necessarily believe in organized religion. But you can't tell me that I just, by chance, happened to meet this beautiful, amazing girl at the gym in the summer of 2018. Danielle and I didn't even say a word to each other until basically February of 2019. But, I mean, she was there at my gym, our gym, and we became friends over uh, an exchange of a Redcon 1 Total War pre-workout. Kind of funny, isn't it? I gave Danielle a Redcon 1 Total War pre-workout to review for Fitness Informant. Fast forward to Aaron Singerman's, the CEO of Redcon 1's birthday party, and that's where we really fell in love with each other. Kind of comes full circle. 
And that's actually the first time I've said that out loud because I, I, I just put two and two together. So um, maybe Redcon's my favorite brand now. But uh, I, I can honestly say, like, when you experience true happiness and when you find that, it feels, it feels so fucking good. It feels so good. Um, and for me, you know, I had to change some things in my life. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing is I can't devote my entire life to my work because my father did that, and he wasn't there for me as a kid. He wasn't at my sporting events, and I refused to miss Aurora's anything and future baby Buckeye's anything. But I also refuse not to be there for my wife or my future wife. I need to be there and give her the time and support her. Although she is involved in all these different projects that we're doing, it's important that we don't make it the center of our life. Like fitness brought Danielle and I together, but there's more to relationships than just fitness. There's a deeper sense of, of relationship outside of fitness. Fitness is one part of it, but we need to go to movies. We need to do date nights. We need to cook together. We need to put our fucking cell phones away. And quite honestly, we're doing like a no tech days. We're putting our phones in a drawer to spend quality time together. Because I truly think social media and cell phones and being constantly connected impacts our in-person relationships more than we know. We spend more time scrolling through Facebook and Instagram than we do actually having a conversation with our loved ones. We care more about what's going on in other people's lives than what's going on in our own. So no, I'm not here to counsel or give advice because... You know, I've been through it. Listen, I've been a complete, utter fuck-up. I've been a, a complete, utter piece of trash of it as a human, okay? I've been a terrible husband. I've been a mediocre father. But meeting Danielle and being, uh, you know, in love with her and being happy has made me a better person, has made me a better father, has made me a better partner. And it's made me a better business owner. Although I'm not on FI all the time now because I have fitbitters, I... I, I, I just, I feel like I'm better off in everything that I do. And I'm happy, and that's the biggest thing. So if you're out there and you're, you're struggling hard with happiness or unhappiness, and I've had so many people reach out to me already about this, you're, you're more than welcome to reach out. I will be here. I will listen. This is what we built this platform for. This is a sense of community. This is a lifestyle. This isn't just about dietary supplements and what the best cost is. This is about making sure you're living the best version of your life. And that doesn't necessarily mean just physical. Emotional and mental is a huge part of that. I've said that multiple times in this podcast. Find your Danielle. Find something that makes you happy. Truly happy. Not just superficially happy. Oh, hey, I just bought a brand new Chevy Corvette. I'm happy. No, you're not. Because after two weeks, it's, now you want something else. Have I learned to be content? No. I'm still not okay with content. And neither is Danielle. And that's why it's great. And that's why it works well. It works well. Like, we're super happy today in our relationship, but we don't want to get complacent. We don't want to get content. We want to keep making our relationship mean more and be deeper. So that's why we decided to do no tech days. That's why we decided to make sure we do date nights. That's why we decide to do different things that we might never do before, like a cooking class or, um, I don't know, maybe a photography class. Whatever it might be that's different but allows us to strengthen and deepen our relationship and therefore the rest of our relationships my relationship with all of you listening to this podcast my relationship with the weight room my relationship with myself can all drastically improve so it's been a crazy fucking year and people look at this year and they're like how come you're moving so fast i i've never been more confident and known something more in my life than i know today and that is that tough and buff danielle is hands down the love of my life and she's the most amazing person I've ever met. And she makes me who I want to be. 
And there's a country song called The Man I Want to Be by Chris Young. And most of you don't listen to country. But every time I hear that song, I think of her. And because of her, I'm a much better father. I work harder, but smarter. And things in life are doing pretty fucking well. So if you thought I was living the dream last year, I wasn't. Am I living the dream more this year? The answer is yes. I struggle still today with certain things. Not seeing my daughter every day hurts and sucks. But I have a phenomenal relationship with Rory. I am working on improving my relationship with her mother. Um, you know, we get along well enough to co-parent successfully, but my goal is someday for us to get along well enough to potentially have just a normal conversation. And I know it's going to take time to get there, but I don't want any enemies in life. I don't want any hard feelings in life. I want to make things right where I can. And that's why I am so, um, so big on just letting everybody know that we talk to you out there, but like, just be humble and appreciate the things that you have because someday you might not have them. And I appreciate, I appreciate Danielle so much for being in my life. I appreciate my daughter. I appreciate my family. And once upon a time, the number one in my life was Fitness Informant, and I would spend all the time in the world on Fitness Informant. That was the wrong thing to do. The number one thing in my life is my family, and I will continue to make that commitment every single day to my family first and business second. Because I think ultimately you can do both. You can be smart about it. But it's, it really does come down to um, how important are things in your life and what's your why. My why is, is my fiancé, my future baby, and my current daughter, Aurora. That's my why, and that's what continues to drive me. If you guys like this podcast, hit that subscribe button. Help us out with the algorithm. Write us a review over at iTunes or Spotify. Uh, I hope this episode helps somebody in some way. You know, if you're struggling with anything at home, anything outside the gym, anything at all, reach out. Hey, you might not know me. I might not know you, but maybe that's the best, best way to get help because I'm going to tell you how it is because I've been through the shit. And I know what's right and I know what's wrong and I've done what's right and I've done what's wrong. I've done what's wrong more times than not. I'm not proud of it, but all I know is the man I want to be is the man I am today and moving forward, I've made an actual, I made the biggest commitment. Like, I am going to be this man for the rest of my life because this is who I want to be. And I want to be this man for Danielle, for Rory, for my future baby, and for all of you on Fitness Informant because together we're going to evolve and improve the industry, help more people achieve their physical fitness and their mental and emotional fitness goals, and just help people overall live a better version of their lives. The website is fitnessinformant.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, etc. I am the CEO of Fitness Informant, but most importantly, I am the father of Aurora, the father of the future baby B, and uh, I'm the luckiest man in the world because I get to call...